Welcome in to everybody. We are glad you are with us. It is, I can't believe it's day four. It is the, how did Grant put it? It is the longest, shortest week of the year. And uh, it really is. It uh, it flies. Uh, you just, you're constantly on the go. And obviously we're up early uh, because, you know, out here it's, it's 8 o'clock as opposed to back home, which is different. Uh, but nevertheless, it is uh, just amazing uh, how fast things have gone by. Um, anyway, uh, 877-867-1670. If by chance you want to hit us up, you can. You can. But uh, we're uh, today's a crazy day. We've got uh, – I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Out of all the guests, and we've had some really good guests, don't get me wrong, but we have two guests today specifically. Uh, one coming up in about 40 minutes. And we are going to hear from Greg Cosell. And if you know of Greg, Greg is a brilliant. He he is he is a PFF minded person, all by himself, all by himself. And uh, he's he's just that good. So we're going to talk with him coming up here in just a little bit. And then, in addition to that, uh, we are going to hear also um from uh, donald driver later today now driver's going to uh, come over to us after the show so for those of you that actually watch the show we're going to catch donald driver later today and uh he is gonna he's gonna swing by and say howdy and uh we're looking forward to that as well so a lot of good stuff going on today um grant bills uh joining me here at the table how you doing man i'm doing great i uh i used good judgment last night i thought maybe i was gonna go out yeah and you live it up a little bit i the you left because you were gonna go you were gonna go gamble mm-hmm. and meet some friends mm-hmm. we all left the foundation room last night and you said i'm gonna go gamble i'm gonna i'll, I'll catch you guys later and now granted we had to take a detour coming home because we've got a a leaking tire on our rental car, um, so we had uh, we had to take uh, take our time and go find an actual air hose that worked last night. Well, my friends didn't show. They had a late dinner, and I I texted my buddy. I'm like, look, just be straight with me. If you're gonna, if is it a half hour or is it gonna be longer? Right. If it's gonna be longer. We'll just do a Friday. It's fine. Right, I'll leave. Right, right. So what I did was I went over to the sports book and I talked to the person in front, and they're like, you can get free bets and a free drink if you sign up. I'm like, yep, get it here. Right. So sign up for everything. Got two free drinks. Got a bunch of free bets. I threw some things on the Super Bowl. And what I didn't understand is, and I guess it makes sense, you can cash out. You can withdraw when you're in Wisconsin. You just can't put in. Right. So I just put a couple Super Bowl bets down with my free money. Okay. And then if they win, like, I'll still be able. I didn't understand that. So I'll still be able to withdraw back in Wisconsin. So well, there you go. Hopefully. Hopefully. Not some, a bad way to go. Yeah. So I took advantage of some free stuff, which if you know how to get free stuff in Vegas, there's a lot of free stuff to to be gotten. There's free stuff everywhere in Vegas. Yeah, the, the key is then you don't get the free stuff and then go gamble away $400 an hour later. Right, no. And I just went home, and I'm like, well, I'm going to beat Mike Clemens to bed, and so I'm asleep when he comes in and Mike was, starts his whole routine. was just out on the couch last night. I got home, and Mike was dragging a blanket towards – like, you know how, like, a little kid drags like a Linus. blanket? Like Linus. Like, exactly like He Linus. was like Linus. He, he was dragging the blanket over to the couch, and I said, Mike, what's going on? He's like, oh, I got to take a quick nap. I, yeah. I'm tired, so he, and he's set alarm for 11:35, and he's going down. I'm like, yeah. so you're gonna, you're gonna take a 20 minute nap? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. He, it works for him. Like for me, I'm just like, I'm gonna put the pedal to the metal, work for three hours, then go to bed at a reasonable right. time. But Mike likes alternating sleeping and working all throughout the Mike, night. Mike uh, will sleep for a couple of hours, work for four, sleep for a couple of hours, get back up, work again, 
Uh, he's he's a machine, man. He is. <laughs> Mike is an absolute sports covering, like an iceberg. Yeah. He just moves at one pace, but he never stops moving. No, he never does. And I, I was telling a story when we uh, I was talking with Ebo about him standing on the top of Mandalay Bay last night, and we walked out, and and it just and you know how it is because we you came up with us. You you walk out of that door and it just Vegas just opens up in front of you. See the whole strip, and you're like. Oh, wow. Now, now you understand why they call it the million-dollar million view. Mm-hmm. And Mike just stood there. And he's got his hands out, and he's, he's, got, he's looking, and his mouth is open. Mm-hmm. He's like, wow. Wow. And it was like he was going to tackle somebody. Like if, like if the view tried to get past him, he was going to grab it. And he just he, you know, we ended up taking pictures and had a great time, and the food was fantastic. And what you, what you make of your first visit to the VIP? And we had people holding the rope for us. Yeah. That was the coolest. That was something. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm going to take a leak, and she's like, let me get it for you. It's like, I, you know, I could walk around. You know, whatever. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Downtown. And then the, the guy in the bathroom, he's like, you want some cologne? I'm like, I, why not? Yeah. You know, r- Did run, you really? Run it up. Yeah. Okay. And I gave him, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. So I gave him a couple bucks, which, by the way, out in Vegas, it's sweet because I, I mostly never have cash. But because I've been in the casino, like, I have a $100 bill and a couple right. 20s. So when I open my wallet, I'm like, oh. I will take some cologne. Look right. at me. I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> stacked up. And I gave him a couple ones. So big bills on the outside though. Yeah. We yeah. learned that we learned that from Seinfeld long ago. But uh yeah, it was a uh it was a hell of a night. And the food was fantastic. It was fun. Oh my god. I, that uh, cauliflower tempura was oh that was good stuff. They had I don't even know the the grilled cheese is grilled cheese and then there's so much cheese that oozes out and it becomes like a looks like a like a like a sail off a boat. That's actually very that was very descriptive. And uh, very it, accurate. It, yeah, it's like a folded piece of bread with 47 pounds of cheese in it that oozes out. Yeah. And they fry it and harden it and then it becomes they stand it on its end with this like rib meat in the middle. And they stand Berea it on its meat. end. Berea meat. They stand it in the middle, and then they put it up like it looks like a giant cheesy taco. Yeah. Coming out, and that was fantastic. So that was elite. The burgers were good. So everything was fantastic. So oh. good stuff. It's great. And we, I'm really excited for today's show. Because if, if yesterday was busy, and you keep telling me that it's going to give you more today so today. will be stupid. Today, today will be stupid. Here's the reason why. Because today tonight is the honors banquet. So every heavy hitter that's going to the honors banquet usually is pitching something today. So sure. it, it, it will be, you'll be like, oh, there goes this. Oh, uh, there goes that. There, you know, so it, does, be, that'll be like today. So does Friday take a little bit of a step Friday down? dives a little bit. There's our pork rind guy, too. That's the national pork rind guy. He is the largest seller of pork rinds in the country, and he promotes mm-hmm. pork rinds. He's, he's walking the streets today. I, uh, I was doing my show last night, and Carrot Top went up to – NBC Sports Chicago back there. And I was in the middle of talking about something, and I just go, oh, my God, there's Carrot Top. He looks terrible. Yeah. And it's hard to tell how loud you're talking when you have a headset right. on. And two or three people who were at the table next door all turned and looked at me. I'm like, oh, God, that was probably, <laughs> that was probably pretty loud. But also, am I wrong? I look no. back at the people. It's like, did I no. lie? He's a gargoyle. He looks no. awful. Yeah, no. How is he still standing? Yeah, he's, he's a gargoyle. He's, I don't know what happened to him. but Looks yeah. like his hair is super glued on. Yeah, he's a mess. He's shiny, and he's, he's like somebody polished his face. And it's, but yeah. That's part of the fun. You're, you're in the middle of talking oh, about the Brewers God. adding a catcher, and you're like, oh, look at that. There's, yeah. you know, whoever. So, uh, so that, was, uh, that was last night, tonight. Uh, but t- today will be crazy because tonight is both the Honors Banquet uh, that you're going to see on TV tonight and then Cigars with the Stars. So everybody's in town today. If they weren't here last night, they're in town today. They're here today, 
because they're all going to be going to either the Honors Banquet or Cigars with the Stars tonight. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow will be slow because everybody's hammered from tonight. So tomorrow will be a little bit of a slowdown day. Uh, so if you're going to do anything, today's the day that uh, you know that that you're going to do something here on Radio Row. But it, it'll be good. So today we've got, and I can't wait. I mentioned this before. Uh, Greg Cosell, one of the best minds in football, uh, very much a behind-the-scenes guy when it comes to breaking things down. Does a lot of stuff with the NFL matchup show. Uh, he's going to be here. Uh, we just got a whole host of really good guests today. Uh, as a matter of fact, you got Merrill Hodge, the former Steelers running back, Kellen Winslow Sr., who. To this day, I remember them carrying him off the field down in Miami after that incredible playoff game. Uh, Scott Farrell uh, from the Sports Grid, Neil Smith, the former Chiefs defensive lineman. Uh, we got him as well. So we got all kinds of good stuff today, and uh, that's all going to be happening here uh, coming up a little bit later on. And that's just to name a few. Uh, so we got a lot of great stuff. Uh, also, uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break here, but uh, when we come back, uh, we have run not really uh, – Mike Clements, who's working his tail off, is finding all kinds of different quotes and stories and such. With the teams, because Mike is down in Henderson, Nevada, which is just south of Las Vegas, and he's working with the teams. Mike is with the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's where they're taking their turns down at UNLV and doing the practices and such. So uh, Mike has uh, compiled a whole bunch of stuff from the last couple of practices, and it was interesting because Brock Purdy shed some light on what both Steve Young and Joe Montana advice-wise they gave him. Uh, He was talking about that. Uh, you've got Andy Reid talking about, you know, all the, 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 we'll say the hoopla and distractions around his team, uh, whether it be Patrick Mahomes' father or Taylor Swift and the Swifties and uh, what Las Vegas is. And so we got all that coming up. So we're going to get into that when we come back. This portion of the program, by the way, got to say thanks to so many of our terrific sponsors. And uh, one of them is uh, Quick Trip. And Quick Trip has been with us for such a long time now, and and we can't say thanks enough to them for being a part of the program. But the take-home meals. Now, if you are thinking about doing anything, maybe you're going to be out Saturday night and you just can't figure out, you know, what you're going to do for dinner or maybe what you're even going to do for the big game. Well, if you want to do the take-home meals, that's the way to go. They got the spicy chicken penne. It was $8.99, now $5.99. The mac and cheese, $4.49, now $3.49. Spaghetti and meatballs, $7.49, now $5.99. So much good stuff over there at Quick Trip, whether it's uh, some of the specials they have going on, the bacon, uh, all the stuff that you can use your Quick Rewards card for and get kind of some uh, either less pain at the pump or maybe one of those free breakfast sandwiches or something like that. Great stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. We always appreciate them, and they've been with us quite some time. So thanks to Quick Trip for being here. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to hear from the 49ers, going to hear from the Chiefs. Also, Greg Cosell coming up here in about uh, about 30 minutes away. You don't want to miss that because he's got terrific breakdowns when it comes to the Packers, when it comes to Jordan Love. Uh, the man is just an incredible wealth of knowledge when it comes to breaking down football and breaking down film. Stay right where you're at. We are broadcasting live. We are in Las Vegas inside the media center getting you ready for Super Bowl 58. We'll be back coming up right after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. We are live. We are in Las Vegas, the media center, and uh, getting you ready for Super Bowl 58, 49ers and Chiefs. 
Uh, if you're going to go watch the game, maybe you want to sit by the lake and do so. You can do it uh, at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake uh, right there on Prospect Avenue. I know they've got a bunch of specials going on for the big game, so if you're looking for a place to go, you want to go check it out, that would be a good place to go. And if you are a wine drinker, they have a huge selection over there as well. And they do a lot of specials regarding steak and wine as well. So uh, check out our friends at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Um so the the 49ers, uh, let's start out with them because uh, the 49ers, they, uh, they are in town, obviously. They are practicing over at UNLV, sharing that field. with. The, I, I think they're not sharing because the 49ers were complaining about the field and having problems with – weren't they having problems with – was it UNLV or wherever they were at? They must because no one around here is talking about it, but then I go home and, you know, I'm unwinding and I watch a little, you know, what did Cowherd say today? And that's like – the, the Niners are the practice field, and they're yeah. complaining, and it's excuses. I'm like, ooh. Right. Which I've been, I haven't been noticed any of that. So uh, Kyle Shanahan, the uh, head coach of the 49ers, was asked uh, if he doesn't like the field at UNLV, would he consider moving that team to practice at another site in town? Oh, yeah. We're not going to change our whole schedule up. We'd have to go too early in the morning, mess everything up. So this is the best choice we got. Are you satisfied with that choice? Um, we're here. We're practicing on it. I mean, everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but we'll deal with the field how it is. Then he was talking about uh, Brock Purdy, his quarterback, and, you know, people were asking about the progression and how he's doing and, you know, if he indeed is, you know, kind of progressed to the point of being one of these elite quarterbacks. And Kyle Shanahan said, look, there's times, you know, his quarterback, he, at times he shows some bad technique sometimes. Usually when Brock goes across his body, I think he usually makes the right play. I mean, quarterbacks do make that here and there, but if that's something you're just doing a bunch and making mistakes, you got to end that pretty fast. you got to have a reason to go back there, not just hoping you're getting lucky. He was asked, uh, Kyle Shanahan was like, look, everybody talks about winning a Super Bowl, what it does for legacy. You get your first one, you're in an elite audience. So you get your second one, you're like going into rarefied air, and then beyond that, it's crazy. But he was asked, what would the Super Bowl win do for his legacy as a head coach? I never thought of, about the word legacy. When I think of legacy, I think of my dad. Um, I'd still, even though it doesn't look like that when I FaceTime anymore, but I still feel like I'm somewhat young. Um, and, like, it just doesn't really work that way with me. I don't think that works that way with a lot of people or, or just in it. You're just, you're just trying to win that game, and that game is always the next one. Also, when, when he mentions his dad, uh, Mike Shanahan, you know, he was asked, you know, is it different? What is different? Because he's been to Super Bowls numerous times with his dad, and now he's here as you know his own man, his own head coach. So he was asked about the difference between the two. You don't film everything, um, thinking this is so special and stuff because you've never seen stuff like that. Uh, I think those are the things you start to realize. Like all that matters is that game. You're not going to come back and watch that stuff unless you win that game. And that's really, I think it gets clearer and clearer the more you go to him. Now, Christian McCaffrey, he also has uh, a dad that uh, can give him advice about being in the Super Bowl. So he was asked specifically, you know, hey, what did dad tell you? Uh, you know, when it comes to my dad giving me advice, I think uh, sometimes the best advice is just to continue doing what you're doing. And for, for him, you know, he never made a game. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl, but um, there's no rah-rah speech. There's no pump-up speech. Uh, the natural emotion will come in, and, and I'll be excited, but... You know, as I said before, it's all about, hey, make sure your body's good, make sure your mind's good, and then go do what you do. He was asked, uh, Christian McCaffrey was, you know, about Brock Purdy, and, and what has make made Brock Purdy, or why is Brock Purdy good at what he does, being Mr. Relevant to where he is today? 
you add the fact that he was the last pick of the draft, you add the fact that I think people forget he rehabbed an elbow the whole entire offseason. Um, you know, he didn't get to throw till training camp, and now he's quarterback in the Super Bowl in his second year in the NFL. I look back to my second year in the NFL, and, man, if I had the success that he had, that, that, I mean, that's special, and I think it's, it's only up from here, and um, I'm just happy and we're lucky he's on our team. So uh, McCaffrey was asked, what would it take to have a running back be the most valuable player in a Super Bowl? Uh, to be an MVP as a running back, I think you gotta you gotta rush for you know you gotta have two thousand yards or thousand thousand maybe and a bunch of touchdowns. And then I think to be an MVP, you gotta have quarterbacks that have some down years. <laughs> <laughs> MVP overall for sure. Uh, running back Christian McCaffrey also, uh, when you you talk about playing this Sunday, I mean, a lot of people, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, obviously. So he was asked what it means to him to be playing here at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the inaugural Super Bowl in Las Vegas, as a matter of fact, and playing in that big game this Sunday. Ah, uh, man, I mean, I've, I've wanted to, to play football, I mean, ever since I was seven years old when I first put a helmet on. Uh, it's been my dream to play in this league and to – you know, have success and uh, to be sitting here, have an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl is a lot of fun. Then uh, you go over to the defensive side of the football, Fred Warner, the linebacker for the 49ers. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes has just been fantastic and what he has done, hasn't thrown a pick the entire postseason and what he has done compared to what they were doing in the regular season. Uh, he just talks about, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the continued success that Mahomes has. Uh, he's always had the ability to make plays. Uh, you talk about that play he made. Um, I remember my rookie year, that first game you were talking about, him running around down in the red zone and delivering the ball to Chris Conley back back corner of the end zone. Luckily, we have Conley on our team now, so uh, you know we'll see we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, I think throughout his career, just continuing to to uh, be more precise, make better decisions. You know, not every play has to be that Superman type of play, and so I think he's learned that and being able to be more. Uh, decisive with his decision making trying to take care of the football better um, as well as making those magical plays so Fred Warner he was asked look you've got tight ends two great tight ends Kittle and Travis Kelsey in this game and when you're talking about linebacker play middle linebacker play you know with those guys how how do you cover those guys how do you not allow those guys to beat you and he would talk about the two great tight ends playing in this ball game yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a unique challenge. You know, there's a lot of really great tight ends in this league, but none better than uh, the two you just mentioned, George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey. Travis is really uh, great because of the savvy that he plays with, you know, knowing where open space is on the field, having that connection with Patrick Mahomes, uh, that chemistry to where, know where each other is going to be. So uh, going against George, you know, through all throughout the year and all the years I've been here does help, uh, you know, because he is one of the best as well. And then last but not least, he was also said, he was also asked, look, uh, you know, not only you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, but uh, Andy Reid, the innovation that he brings to the table. Now, they, they, they go against that every day against, you know, Kyle Shanahan uh, in practice and what that offense does. But he was asked about going against Andy Reid, who's had now an extra week to game plan for you. Yeah, I mean, all different types of looks, funky looking plays, different misdirections. You know, Coach Reid is one of the best at creating different plays uh, as there's been in this league. And so, uh, you know, there's going to be different things we see in the game that we've never seen before, but we got to be able to just line up and play and, and get through the down. So there you go. That's just some of the uh, some of the comments coming out of the 49ers side of things. After the bottom of the hour, we are going to hear 
from the Kansas City Chiefs side of things and uh, kind of get some of their takes on this game this week. Uh, I know that uh, we've got a lot of different stuff uh, going on back in the state of Wisconsin as well. You know, the Brewers getting a, an extra catcher and, you know, the Badgers, t- a tough one last night. By the way, let me ask Grant. That, Grant, look, throw the headset on here real quick because you and I were talking about this last night. You know, uh, it, tough loss in Nebraska, but Nebraska undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. Got Purdue comes rolling into the Kohl Center. That's the number two team in the country. Mm-hmm. But then they lose to Michigan. And we said we would really start to worry if they lost to Michigan. Are we worried now? No, I, I'm not, because I still think this team's really good. I, I think just a lot of the bad habits showed up last night. And, and, and maybe last night is what they need to say, okay, Nebraska was one thing. Purdue is one thing. We have no business losing to Michigan. Let's take a good long look at some of the things that are going wrong. And, and the things that went wrong last night, I, they're not Wisconsin basketball badger things, like terrible shot selection right. and allowing offensive rebounds and just things that I think when they sit down to look at the tape this week, they'll go, oh, this isn't us. This right. isn't us at all. And I was fighting with people on Twitter last night. You know, they want to talk about the final four runs. That team lost three in a row. I think they might have lost four of six or four of five at one point. So even great teams go through bad stretches. Last night, a lot of red flags that hopefully they, they yeah, notice and clean that up. That was one of those things where uh, it can go one of two ways now. You can either go, okay, that was the slap in the face that we needed. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think Nebraska, you're playing there and you're looking down the barrel of Purdue. Totally. And looking at that Sunday game, and that was your hard-fought game. And then you're coming out of the hard-fought game, which now you've got two losses in a row, and you're like, ugh. And now you say, well, much like everybody said, well, you should beat Michigan. And then you went out and just did a lot of things you don't normally do. Now that's your punch in the face. So now you've got to figure out a way to stem the tide. Because if you lose again, now you've really created yourself. uh, Now you're in somewhat of a downslide. Every team has a bad stretch. We talked right. about this with football. It's it's the best teams that keep those bad to stretches a to a minimum yeah. and grow and get better from them. And mm-hmm. I still think the Badgers are really good. We'll see. Now you've got, yeah. Now you've got uh, you're staring down the barrel of, of what you know, kind of a kind of a fork in the road. You can go one way and say, okay, we've rebounded, pardon the pun, and now we're going to pick ourselves back up from where we were. Or you start to lose a couple more games or games you shouldn't, and then you're thinking, uh, okay, now you're questioning. What's going on? Was the beginning of the season kind of an apparition? That's something that shouldn't have happened. Do they got a book on us now that is forcing us into bad decisions and bad play? Or are we just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot? So hopefully, hopefully the Badgers can kind of figure things out and get back at it. Uh, Let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, don't forget, coming up here about 20 minutes away, Greg Cosell. He is fantastic. One of the best analytical minds in the game. We're going to talk with him part of the uh, NFL uh, Monday night matchup. He's going to be joining us uh, coming up in about 20 minutes from now as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Point Brewing. Brewing excellence since 1857 with a whole host of flavors and beverages and such. That is our friends from Point Brewing. Thanks to them for being a big part of the program and helping to bring us out here to, uh, to Las Vegas and cover this Super Bowl event uh, because it is we can't do it without a lot of our great sponsors, and we say thanks to all of them. More of the Bill Michaels Show, Kansas City Chiefs side of things, coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Do you love winning? This February, head to Pottawatomie Casino Hotel, Milwaukee, and fall head over heels with the Love It or Leave It $400,000 game show. Thursday nights, you could play the Love It or Leave It game show where you can love your prize or leave it for another. Play with your club card to earn drawing entries. Top prize is ten grand in cash. 
It's time for Love It or Leave It. Only at Potawatomi. Learn more at PaceBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. Have you back? We are uh, we are live. We are in uh, the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center, actually Mandalay Bay Convention Center, getting it ready here in the uh, media center for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Fifty Eight coming up this Sunday. You've got the Chiefs. You've got the Forty Niners joining us here at the table. Sam Monson. You've heard his voice numerous times on our uh, broadcast, and uh, now joining us here. How you been, man? Been good. Been good. It's a uh, it's a busy week. It's a crazy week. It's uh, it's Las Vegas. Not that anybody's been outside to see Las Vegas. We're all right. inside in all the the convention centers and just uh, just getting through the week. It's. It, we were just talking today. Like you, if you're staying here, you never have to leave. No, you know, there's everything. There's right. restaurants and the casinos and the bars and all that stuff. And then here, and then the convent, and then the uh, NFL experience next door, and you never leave. You know, no, and just, I can. I convinced myself before the week. I'm like, oh, it's all in Mandalay Bay. You know, there won't be as much walking as usual. You know, right? And you forget how line. large these things are. Like, yeah. This, uh, the first day, I had like twenty four thousand steps or something. Last night, uh, we went upstairs, and I didn't wear my watch upstairs i wore a regular watch and i i got home and i wanted to check and i had like eighteen thousand steps and that's not even going out last night right so it's it's just crazy so give me your uh we haven't really talked since the season ended uh, but give me your assessment of what you saw the latter portion of the season out of the green bay packers i think that was a, a spectacular season for green bay i mean this was a team that was not supposed to be good for, before the season right you know, they were young they loaded up on youth they'd kind of built for the future and if they just showed any signs of encouragement this season that would have been seen as a success if they came out of the year vaguely encouraged that jordan love could be the quarterback that would have been seen as a success instead they end up making the playoffs um doing damage once they got there and finishing the season looking like a team that next year could and maybe should be contending. Is it Super Bowl or bust next year for the Green Bay Packers? I mean, I don't think you can ever sort of say Super Bowl or bust, but they should be a contender. I mean, that's what the fan base always right, believes, yeah. right? But if you're with that good this season with how young they were, all of those guys, I mean, it's remarkable. When you look at the receiving core in particular, um, they didn't have Christian Watson for, for much of the season. All of the young guys that they had, all of them, a, played well, and B, were getting better as the season wore on. Right. If you build in any kind of anticipated you know, growth and improvement year on year, that should end up being one of the better receiving cores in the NFL next season, in addition to being incredibly young. And obviously Jordan Love able to hopefully even just pick up where he left off. How much do they have to have Christian Watson back or go find another wide receiver that can kind of blow that lid off yeah I mean I think they showed that they don't really need him it would be great if he's if he's healthy the whole time and and he's a part of it but I I don't think they need him I I think they showed that when he's not there all of those other young guys stepped up in various different areas and maybe the weakest area they would have as a, a sort of threat from that receiving core would be that vertical threat but I think we saw enough from the guys they had in the building without Christian Watson to say Okay, if they didn't have him, if they didn't have him at all next year, they would still be fine. So, you've got some holes to fill with this team. What is if you got top three priorities? What would that be? I think they're in really good shape. My priority would be the defensive side of the ball, um, and just sort of keep continuing to add talent, really at all three levels in that side. The offensive line will probably need some continual maintenance just because every offensive line in the NFL does. You're never set on the offensive line. You always need depth. You're very unlikely to get through a season with the same five guys starting every single week. So 
you're never in a position where you don't need to grab, you know, two offensive linemen in the draft, an offensive lineman in free agency, whatever. So I think that's that's just a, a given for every team in the league. And then just keep hammering the defensive talent because with the, the quarterback, with the offensive line the way it is, with the backfield, I think they've got um, a really, really good core on offense. I, I like what they've done offensively. I think they need to add some depth. I agree with you. I would not be adverse if they went out and got another weapon or two because you can never have too many. Uh, but running back, I think, is another area that they're probably – one or two. Um, I, I mean, Aaron Jones was fantastic when he came back last year. I would absolutely add a running back in the draft in particular. Um, again, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing you can do almost constantly, you know, through the season mm-hmm. or, or through, the, through the, the process of team building is every year or two grab a running back and, and see if you can get a, a serious compliment to whoever you've got in the backfield. So I would treat that the same way as the offensive line. You're never done. You just – uh, constantly revolving what uh defensively speaking i mean we all know safety is going to be a priority um but if you're going to go do you go free agency for for safe it, it's so difficult to find guys as rookies to come in and be really good and yeah. if you feel like that window right now is kind of open you got to go find some of those positions via free agency where you don't have time to wait for a guy for a year or two to be good i think you got to go find an experienced guy yeah and i think there's still um kind of an edge to be had because teams generally are not the market for safeties isn't crazy in terms of veteran free agents you know that's one of those positions that doesn't get paid the way some other positions do so you can actually find quite a good player for relatively cheap money in free agency and as you say you've got the certainty that they're already a good nfl player we don't have to wait for him we don't have to gamble that he'll be good in the nfl at all even if it takes him a year or two uh would you bring in numerous kickers <laughs> <laughs> yeah i kicker Kicker's such a tough spot in the NFL because it you don't know. Like, we, we draft these young kickers, and we say, this guy's got all the tools, all the talent, and it's a, almost a total gamble whether that guy's going to be any good because it's such a mental position. And one of the biggest aspects of kickers is almost none of them stay the course with one team, and they never have a blip, and they never have a, a loss. All of them have a, a, a – they miss a kick, and it's like a golf swing. You get the yips, yeah. and then you've got you to get them through to the other side – and most of the time, when they get through the other side, it's with another team. You know, the Vikings had Daniel Carlson, and he went through that, and they got rid of him. And now he's one of the best kickers in the NFL for a different team, for the right. Raiders. Um, so, you know, maybe Anders Carlson will go through that, and he'll, he'll be a great NFL kicker for somebody else. But, yeah, you're, it's one of those spots where I think you just need to keep going until you find a guy and maybe, you know, prepare for the idea that it won't be a permanent fixture. Anders Carlson was billed as whatever the yips are kicking field goals he's got this really big leg does he have a really big leg i think he has a big leg i mean i think a lot of these kickers you know the ones that are drafted and the ones that are drafted reasonably high almost always have a a very big leg Mm -hmm. enough to be you know to be kicking 50 plus yard field goals without trouble but 40 to 49 well it's terrible yeah it's when I say without trouble, I mean distance-wise. Right, yeah. <laughs> Direction is another problem. Well, I, my argument was if, if it's such a big leg, why are we not seeing more touchbacks? Just don't – because you were giving up chunks of yards. You were giving up uh, at one point la- later in the season 33 yards of return. Right. I think sometimes, though, that's a design thing um, in terms of special team strategy. We don't want the touchback. We want to drop it, you know, at the goal line-ish, invite the return, and then we try and stop it before the, 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 t- the touchback line. Right. And some teams, the coverage unit is not capable of doing that. 
Well, I, that's part of it, too, which is a whole other story within itself because Versace was brought in basically to fix that, right. and this year it wasn't that good. No, it's, it's a real thing. But a lot, most teams that do that strategy, um, that, that try and invite those returns, you end up better than you do if you just bang it out the back of the end zone. Sam, what else you got going on while you're out here? Just uh, our usual content, the PFF NFL podcast, cooking as usual. We're, we, I don't know if you guys find this, but for us, nobody's actually interested in the Super Bowl. We are talking free agency. We're yeah. talking the draft. We're talking all the rest of the offseason. We did our, our Super Bowl preview heading into this week, and we'll just let that you know live. But nobody's actually interested in the game at this yeah. point. 30 of the 32 NFL fan bases, they're not interested in this game. They're on to the, yeah. the team building They want to watch the game, yeah. eat wings during the game, right. drink beer during the game, but they want to know but what they're the focused on, you know, who right. their pass rusher is going to be, whether we're, where we're getting the quarterback from, where are my weapons, all that right. kind of stuff. Right. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you swinging by and hanging out with us for a little bit. I was just I, like, you know, Grant said, you're just over there drinking coffee, nothing <laughs> going on. So we figured, let's go bug that guy. Anytime. He's trying to rest and relax a little bit. Great to talk to you. There you go. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. Uh, coming up next, Greg Cosell is going to join us. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, Wayne, shopping for a new door? I sure am. This fiberglass door is really strong. We love ours. Do you need something more dependable? Yes, something that's durable, dent-resistant, knows how to take a hit, and is going to last for years. We're still talking about the door, right? Uh, Oh, yeah, right, of course. Wayne Larrabee and Jeff Levering shopping together at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin? What could happen next? How about 0% interest for up to three years? Or no down payment, no interest, and no payments for up to 18 months? I'm Gina Della from Pella. This incredible offer from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin is only available until February 29th. So hurry. We offer a wide range of window and door styles to perfectly match your home's unique design. Start customizing today with 0% interest for up to three years. Or no down payment, no interest, and no payments for up to 18 months. Only at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Center. We are here in uh, in Las Vegas, and man, what a uh, it's starting to buzz. It's waking up this morning. We got here early, and it's waking up this morning. Joining us here at the table, a uh, longtime friend, but one of the smartest guys I know when it comes to uh, when it comes to NFL football. Part of the NFL matchup show, and uh, Greg Cosell is here. How you doing? Bill, doing great. Good yeah? to be with you. Yeah, it's great to be with you. It's uh, always good. It's kind of like our reunion. Yeah, we yeah, a once a year. Talk. Yeah, we whether you want to see me or not, it's once a year. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start out. You and I were sitting here talking uh, during the break uh, about the Packers and Jordan Love. I, I'm going to say I have to bow to the knowledge because I did not think he would be this good. You said years ago, watch out for this guy. I did. He, I, he's got a lot of the metrics. So now that you've seen him in his uh, in his natural element, we'll say, give me your assessment of what you thought. Well, I, I saw early on in the season him make some – throws where he had to read changing coverage and he had to throw with anticipation and this was going back to week two I think I remember seeing a play and I thought to myself okay that's a real positive that that's something that you want to see from a young quarterback in his in his first NFL season as a starter 
and obviously had some ups and downs. You know, don't forget, and I'll get back to Love in a second, but we lose sight of the fact that he was playing with two second-year receivers, four first-year receivers, two offensive tackles that were not meant to be their starters. There's no way Walker, number 63, was meant to be the starting left tackle this year. And even Zach Tom, who I thought had a pretty nice year, but, you know, he was not necessarily the guy they thought when they drafted him that would be their starting right tackle. Mm -hmm. So you have to factor all that into the equation. Plus, Aaron Jones missed a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So you're dealing with a lot of factors that if he didn't play well, there would have been built-in I don't want to say excuses, but reasons. Right. And he rose above all that. I mean, now we look at this team and we look at these young receivers, and we'll get to that in a sec, but but Love is a very traits, toolsy player. Okay, he's a big kid. He's got a very good arm. I probably wouldn't say it's tier one. You know, it's 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 not maybe Matthew Stafford or Josh Allen or, or guys like that, but right. it's just a notch below. He's big. He's athletic. Um he sees things well. You know, they run a lot of intermediate and vertical route concepts that had deeper drops that demanded he see things down the field, and he got better and better at that as the season progressed. Now, the one specific area, and again, I'm sure there's others, you know, as the coaches look at things in greater detail than I'm capable of, um, but there's one area that stands out on film where he clearly just has to be- become better, and that's his, just his overall mechanics, lower body. He tends to throw too many balls off balance. Mm-hmm. He needs to throw with more of a firm base, be on balance, drive the ball. When he does that, the ball comes out absolutely beautifully. And the thing is, when you make some throws where you're not on balance and they're good throws, you tend to think, I can make throws like that. Yeah. Uh, and you just have to be careful about that. Well, his predecessor was known for that. Yeah, and you know, he was. He, part of the and, and Aaron Rodgers was a unique thrower. One could argue Aaron Rodgers is maybe the best thrower the game's ever seen. It's just a pure thrower of the football. So you don't want to start comparing that kind of. You don't. You don't want right. to go there because he he's just ridiculously special as a thrower. When what I noticed was uh, we had a compilation that we were watching once we landed here of uh, Jordan Love's passes, and what we noticed, I noticed was. It, Two and a half seconds, boom, boom, boom. He's just getting rid of the football, yeah. running the offense. That means he's seeing it the right way. See, that's what people lose sight of. People just assume that when the ball comes out on time, that, oh, the system just presented the throw. And by the way, LaFleur has a great system. But, you know, usually the way this works is good coaches have good systems and you know, they have good players, too. I right. mean, we've had this conversation, you know, of course, with the Super Bowl about Brock Purdy, which is getting so absurdly ridiculous. But anyway, that's that's a whole other point. Right. But love, love is can run. He runs the system very efficiently, and he sees things well. I think it was against Minnesota. Who caught the touchdown? Um, trying to remember. It was about a 30-yarder. Where Was it Romeo Dubs or Jaden Reed? One of the two. Yeah, again, Reed, but it was about it was a 30, 33-yarder yeah. late in the season. Where and, and this was a great play because the picture totally changed pre-snap to post-snap, and he read it instantly, mm-hmm. instantly. And he and he, it, it, it went from single high. It, I believe it went to a, two, a split safety shell, and he threw the seam, I believe. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it, this happened a number of weeks ago. But... Um, you know, even one of the touchdowns, the touchdown he threw to Wicks against Dallas in the playoff game. You know, he just he's seeing things quickly and knowing where to go with the football. What 
should we then expect next year? Does things really begin to slow down five, six, seven weeks? It should. Yeah. It should. Now, he's an aggressive thrower. So my sense is, and I know he didn't throw many interceptions over the last half of the season, I think he had a stretch of nine games or so where he had like 22 touchdowns and one interception yeah. until the, the obviously the playoff game um, against the 49ers. But he's an aggressive thrower. So I think every once in a while he's going to make a throw and you go, oh, that probably wasn't a great yeah. throw. But I like the fact that he's an aggressive thrower. He can make throws downfield, and he sees it well down the field. And they have a lot of receivers that I really liked. I liked Dobbs coming out of uh, Nevada. I loved Dontavian Wicks. His second to last year in college, I watched his tape. He was great. I thought he'd be a really good pro. And then that last year at Virginia, the whole offense was terrible. And, you know, he sort of fell into that. And that's why he was, like, what, maybe a fifth-round pick, something like that. Um you know, so they've got, a, you know, Reed, I, I watched him in Michigan State, really liked him. They've got a, a really dynamic group of young receivers that have different dimensions to their game. So you'd have to assume they're going to grow together. Would Now, Christian Watson's kind of that linchpin with that speed that he has to go over the yeah, top. Yeah, he's been hurt a lot. That's exactly right. So if you can get him healthy, that's one thing. But do they need to find that other guy if Christian Watson's going to be? Well, you're not going to give up on Watson yet. No. I mean, he's been in the league two years. He obviously, he's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he can take the top off the defense. You just want him to be able to play. That's just because it. The thing is, because Love can make those throws, and you want to be able to stress and challenge the defense at that vertical level because that opens things up. How much did Aaron Jones coming back oh. open that offense up? Because I think he's the straw that stirs a drink. Yeah, he's well, he had, what, those four or five 100-yard games yeah. in a row where I think he had 20-plus carries in each one of those games mm-hmm. as well. Well, we know LaFleur. You know LaFleur. LaFleur wants to run the ball. He's the, he's not looking to drop back 50 times a game. Mm-hmm. That's not the way he wants to play. I mean, he comes from that Shanahan school, that McVeigh school. They want to run the football, and Jones was phenomenal. Is he still under contract? Yes, for one more year. Okay, so, I mean, he'll be back. Hopefully he's healthy. Um, but, no, he's a really good back. How long every year because he's, a, he's an undersized back? His first a year, little bit. Yeah, yeah, he first he got beat up a little bit, and then he went away, and I'll never forget, he said, I'm just going to do nothing but work on my body so I can take a hit. Right. This year was the hamstring. Right, so, which is a fluky. I mean, yeah. what, do you, what can you do? Yeah. Right. So, it, to me, he's he hasn't really lost his step. When he was healthy, right. he still got the – to me, I can see – he, to me, is like a water bug when you flip the lights on. Boom, he's gone. And, and As opposed to a hard, grinding type right. of runner. And, and And the other thing, too, is, which wasn't – really a part of their offense very much this year maybe because he was injured and couldn't get the work in that he needed but he's a great receiver too yeah and you know you'd like to think that now as they go into an off season and through a training camp that they'll get back to adding that to their offense with love because we've seen jones through the years with rogers when he would be split from the formation he would line up wide i mean he's a terrific receiver and that really wasn't a big part of what they did this year when he was healthy and one of the best blitz pickup yeah so i mean he's he's a he's a really good player it's funny i remember watching him coming out of utep and if, if memory serves me correctly you know when i watch college guys i don't sit around and think to myself well who does a guy remind me of sometimes it hits me but if it doesn't hit me i don't you know i don't stop for 20 minutes and try to think about it. He either hits me or it doesn't hit me. I remember thinking, watching him in college, that I thought he was very similar stylistically to Frank Gore. Oh, okay. And and he's had, I mean, Jones had a good career. Yeah. You know, he's been hurt a little bit, you know, but he's, he when he's healthy, he's a very good back. 
What do you think of Halfley? I've been waiting for you all week so I can. Well, ask I know this Mark, question. and yeah. you know because he, he'd been in the league before. Um, I, I can't sit here and say exactly what kind of defense he'll run because he's never been a coordinator, yeah. so I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, I actually think they have a very good front group. I think some guys have really played well. I love Carl Brooks. Um, you know, he was a rookie, small school guy. I think Bowling Green was it, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he showed up on film all the time when he played. Um, obviously, Clark's a really good player. I'm curious to see the further development of Van Ness. Um, you know, I'll be anxious to see him. Um, you know, I think the linebacker core will be interesting. I don't... You know, Campbell got hurt a little bit this year. I don't think he was quite the player he'd been in the past. Is he still under contract? Yeah, but uh, I would assume he's going to be a salary cap casualty. Okay. Yeah. Owed a lot of money yeah. coming up. Yeah, and he, he could be. Um, you know, it's the back end because, look, yeah. they, they expected the outside corners all the year to be Stokes and Alexander, mm-hmm. and they hardly played. Right. So, you know. Who knows what happens with Alexander? You probably know more about that than I, I do. I think Alexander stays. I think Stokes, with that ankle injury, I, he's just haven't been able to return. Yeah. You know, that injury's really hampered him. So I, you may, you're probably going to have to go to the back end again. You're probably going to have to look for safety, too. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So I think the back end they have to address. Yeah. Um, do, do you like Do you like the mind of Halfley? The way yeah, I like Yeah, yeah. I think he'll so. – yeah, I do. I mean, again, you know, the NFL, he's been in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's, he knows what the NFL is. So we'll see. But um, uh, I'm curious to see what, uh, you know, what he does, sort of what his calling card yeah. is, what his approach will be. Yeah, I, I am too. It's always great to see you, man. Thanks so much for coming over and saying hello. And It's like our reunion. And yeah, yeah. This no was concerts fun. this year, unfortunately. But uh, No, no, no. Yeah. I was hoping that you'd have tickets to you two that you no no throw, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Greg, always great to see you. Thanks for all right. Thanks, Bill. Me. Appreciate it. There you it. go. Uh, one hour down, three more yet to go. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show live here in Las Vegas coming up right after this. Stay there. <laughs> 